0: Welcome to the SOAR podcast. Thank you for your support. If you want to continue to support this podcast, there are a few things you can do for me. Please like, subscribe, and share. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would give me a five-star rating. And if you really feel motivated, go ahead and write a review. So welcome to SOAR, the Sisters Overcoming and Rising podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie, your host, and I'm here to help women Overcome limiting beliefs so that they can live their best lives. Sisters come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. It's time for transformation. It's time for healing. You've got the potential, you've got the problem now. Sisters overcome and rising. topic for tonight, polished but not perfect. I would like to introduce my guest who's going to help us to dive into this topic. My special guest is Yolanda Davis. She is the owner of the Swan School of Protocol, which serves the tri-state area. The school's mission is to equip clients with business and social etiquette training and to serve individuals from six to 96 years old. With over 20 years of professional experience in the workforce development industry, it is no secret how we show up in the world is important. Yolanda Davis has trained people of all ages. Her knack for inspiring and empowering others is evident in the way she coaches business etiquette and leadership skill development. Yolanda is a certified etiquette and image consultant who holds a master's of art degree in workforce development and health science management. Other accolades include several professional certificates to include American Society of Training and Development Master Trainer. She uses her exceptional people skills and professional experience to help her clients become strategic and intentional about how they show up in their professional and personal settings. You will get to hear all about Polished But Not Perfect coming right up. Welcome to SOAR, Yolanda. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Well, thank you so much. I want to start by just letting you know how much I appreciate you allowing me to share my passion for the topic of etiquette and to inform your audience that they are polished by design.
0: Mm, Lovely. Polished by design. So today's topic is polished, not perfect. And I know we talked about this topic and you said that it resonated with you because you were just talking to someone about not needing to be perfect. So tell me what comes to mind for you when you think of polished, but not perfect.
1: So when I think about the phrase polished, but not perfect, I think about freedom. So I believe that we are all polished by design, as I stated, because we're made in the image of God. And being polished is not about being perfect. It's really about being strategic and being uh, intentional about how you show up in the world. And mm-hmm. so perfection is, it's really not an option, but striving for exceptionalism
0: is an absolute game changer. Yeah, I like, I like what you said. I definitely agree with that. Perfection is really not an option because none of us are perfect. And so it's about being strategic. That is intriguing. So I also wanted to say congratulations on starting your new business. Um, Thank you. are welcome. You are the owner of Swan School of Protocol. So tell us about the business and how you got started. Okay. So,
1: yes, I am overly excited about um, this blessing that I, I've been able to acquire in the midst of COVID, right? Um, right. Right. So after serving as a youth instructor for my church for some time, I noticed that the, the that the girls could use some cultivating. So I went to my pastor and with his approval, I started to direct a program for girls between the age of 11 and 16, and the program was it was focused on Christian development, but it also allowed me the opportunity to teach the girls about self-awareness and Mm -hmm. i incorporated activities such as etiquette training and vision board sessions and the do's and don'ts of appropriate attire and we also talked about you know how to deal with conflict so Mm -hmm. it was exciting for me it was exciting to see the girls flourish and grow, and become more confident over the eight-month program. So, I just found the project to be very, very fulfilling, and I wanted more. I wanted more of that. And what I realized was that I I just loved working with this group of people. I love watching young women transform, and and seeing them be fulfilled in in their growth. So, Mm At that point, I started my quest for a certification program, and in my search, I found the Swan School of Protocol. So I watched the introductory video, and I quickly identified with the CEO, and with further research, I realized how successful she
0: was, and I thought, wow, that could be me. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds like an awesome program. Eight months of cultivating girls. I know there are a lot of parents out here who would probably have paid a lot of money to get that experience. So not only were they getting the spiritual cultivation, but also the etiquette portion. And we talk about, I know I talk about a lot with my friends, how sometimes our young girls are seeing the love and hip hop and the other things out there, or, you know, the housewives shows where you see, you know, women just kind of fighting and not carrying themselves in the most positive way. What a nice opportunity for you to be able to show a different side of what it means to become a young woman. So hats off to you for doing that for your church. I know they really appreciated it. Thank you. Yeah. And so with your business, exactly, so how how does it work? So you you identify with the CEO, you realize that this was something that you could do and you could continue to, you know, fulfill your purpose in terms of polishing and grooming and etiquette. So how does your business work?
1: So essentially, I either reach out to a corporation or an organization such, such as uh, Girls and Boys Club or... You know, the local schools right now with COVID schools are looking for opportunities to provide enrichment for their students, as well as um, after school programs. And then the client base, again, it's a new business, so I am still building um, my client base, but essentially it's word of mouth, it's social media, and, and there are people that I've worked with in the past who have been intrigued by um my experience and just the interaction with me, and now that I'm certified, they're like, "Oh, you know, please, you know, how can we work together?" Um, mm-hmm. And then I offer them a list of the sessions and kind of just interview them to figure out where are their growth areas. Um, how can I assist? What topics would be most suited for their development?
0: Okay, so you have like a menu of services that you offer. Is is yes. that that is correct? Yes. Okay. And what are the ages that you service? Is it just like young girls or other ages? So I like to say I work with um,
1: everyone, but particularly, I prefer to work with uh, ladies. And I can work with anyone from six to 96, you know, (laughs) because we all have room to grow, right? And so certainly open to, you know, anyone, but My targeted audience is six to
0: 96. I love that. Uh, (laughs) It reminds me of what we used to say as in family practice, we would say cradle to the grave. I guess six is not quite cradle, but yeah, (laughs) 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 the lifespan. So I can personally attest to the fact that you are just about always polished when I see you and you have a talent for taking the ordinary and making it extraordinarily beautiful. Have you always been good at this? I know I don't have an eye for how to decorate or um, design. I, that, that's, not, that's not my gift. When did you realize you had this special talent that other people didn't necessarily have?
1: Well, thank you, Stephanie, for that acknowledgement. That means a lot that you see me in that light. But actually, I have to give credit where credit is due. So my mother is exquisitely put together right? <laughs> she is uh, skilled at taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary. So from the way she dresses to the way she presents herself. And she always had very high standards for myself as well as my two brothers. So I really did not have a choice. I had <laughs> to embrace these high standards very early on. And luckily, they've just kind of followed me along the way. So to answer your question, Yes, I've pretty much always had these high standards, but what I would say is I did not know that having high standards was my superpower. So Mm -hmm. in interacting with a vice president at, at a company that I was with in 2008, we were having lunch and she said to me she could appreciate the fact that I was very polished. And I thought, wow, I've never been described in that way you know people have you know may have said you know you're you're pretentious, you're particular, but polished, I had not ever heard that term, so I embraced it, so polished it is, mm-hmm. and I guess the bottom line is being polished is a part of my value system, right so because of that, I try to make it visible in every area of my life.
0: I love that uh so somebody pointed it out to you and you embrace that as, as being your superpower. Um, I love that. (laughs) Right. Right. So one of the things that you mentioned that you do as an etiquette and an image consultant is that you help your clients become strategic. There's that word again, and intentional about how they show up in their personal professional settings. So I know this is something that I work with my coaching clients on from an energetic perspective, how they show up energetically. And I just love to learn about how we all bring our own expertise to the goal of empowering women. So how do you do this with your clients?
1: So for the most part, my clients are looking for methods to improve their personal presence. So I provide my presence, my clients with techniques for refinement, I try to help them empower themselves. And for the most part, they've probably had like a negative experience, whether it's in the workplace or in a social setting that they're trying to avoid happening again. So most times my clients are looking for methods uh, to improve their personal presence. So I provide my clients with techniques for refinement things to help them feel empowered, right? So Mm -hmm. most of the time, they have had some type of negative experience, whether it's in the workplace or in a social setting that they're trying to avoid happening again. And so I guess an example of that. Or a couple of examples of that would be when it comes to a business etiquette, my clients, let's say it's a corporation, they may have professional conduct issues they're trying to work through in their organization, or maybe it's the person or a group of people who don't really understand what professional dress is. And in some instances, it may be, you know, just feeling uncomfortable about how to, participate in a formal lunch or or dinner event, you're just not sure about table etiquette. So, you know, things of that sort, the C-suite questions, you know, how do you prepare for being in an elevator with corporate leader, someone that, you know, you you haven't had the opportunity to meet, but somehow, some way you end up in the elevator together, What do you say? What's that elevator speech? So I encourage my clients that you must be intentional about your ability to manage your social and professional interactions. And I, you know, encourage them to keep in mind that these are branding moments. These are the moments when you establish who you are for the people that you're interacting with. And so as a consultant, my sessions help clients feel confident about managing their personal brand. And it gives them the ability to influence the perception of others. Okay. So I like to say, you know, why leave it to happenstance? Manage the risk. Be prepared. Be confident. Is kind of what I, I teach. What I, um, my little mantra that I encourage women to have.
0: Yeah. Wow, that is really interesting. Because as you were giving those examples, I could see each one of those examples, I can see the person who may have gotten a negative evaluation about their their dress or their professional interactions. And I could definitely feel that experience in the elevator when you're on the elevator with the CFO, and you're like, Oh, my God, what do I say? (laughs) You know, so yeah, I never thought about there being somebody who could help you through that. And and it seems like that would be extremely valuable, especially if your ambition is to rise up the corporate ladder. You know, you cannot waste one moment or one opportunity because that could be your chance. Um, Right. What do they say? Luck is preparation meeting opportunity. So you want to make the most of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when many people think of etiquette, I know when I think of etiquette, I think of children learning good table manners, which um, my two sons definitely need. (laughs) And when they think of an image consultant, they think of rich people who don't know how to dress. (laughs) So so please explain to me and my audience why many of us could benefit from etiquette training and an image consultant.
1: Okay, so... Etiquette training has extended beyond the elite society, right? There's, you know, it's it's trickled to everyone else. In fact, many companies are paying trainers to teach their executive leaders how to improve their personal presence. So, you know, that speaks volumes to the fact that it's needed uh, in the workplace. And then from a social perspective, I think proper etiquette and a positive self-image They're required more today than in the past. I think Mm -hmm. that good communication skills are becoming a lost art as a result of our good old, you know, cell phone for text messaging Mm -hmm. and, you know, social media, our interpersonal and uh, self-awareness skills have become compromised because they're, they're overused, right? So to some degree... our our self-expression has become a little reckless. So Mm. we're not taking the time to really think about what we say, how we say it, when we say it, you know, all of the things that we were trained to do, we're kind of getting away from those things. So we have to adopt, you know, a a different approach. And we, we can't take on the mentality that anything goes because it just won't. Right. So Mm -hmm. we have to teach our young ladies and, you know, some mature ladies that self image and proper etiquette are tools for their tool belt. And as an etiquette consultant, I must share that there are three virtues of etiquette, and those are respect, consideration, and honesty. And Mm -hmm. applied effectively, these three virtues will take us a long way.
0: You know, I'm so glad you broke it down to those three virtues, because as you were talking, I was thinking about the counter argument of people who say, well, I just want to be me. I just want to show up as my authentic self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the three virtues, respect, um, consideration and honesty, that does not take away from your authenticity or you showing up as you it just actually improves how you show up as yourself in relation to other people.
1: Yeah. And and to some degree it 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 serves as a guiding principle. You know what I mean? So if you're if you're thinking about saying or doing something, if you go through these three virtues, you know, you you're you're going to be in the right space. You're not going to, you know, just you know, say or do something that may be offensive to others because you've kind of thought it through. Again, going back to
0: being strategic and intentional. Excellent. So I just wanted to shift a little bit to perfectionism. Uh, Brennan Brown is one of my favorite authors, and she does a lot of writing on perfectionism. And one of her quotes states perfectionism is a self destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, or blame. That statement definitely resonates with me. And I've worked with women who had to overcome the addiction of perfectionism just in order to obtain freedom and have more joy in their life. And I know at the beginning, you said that Mm -hmm. what what the etiquette and everything did for you was to provide freedom. So... How do you help women be polished, but not fall into the trap of trying to be perfect? So, Stephanie, this
1: is such a great question. Mm -hmm. I can so identify with this because there is a thin line between being polished versus the quest to be perfect. But before I go too far into that, I want to share and acknowledge that I, too, have had to deal with you know the the need to to be to operate in perfection versus mm-hmm. being polished, right? So um, what I learned was that thought process created bondage for me, and mm. I started having um, self doubt and just feeling like I wasn't enough. But because of my faith and because I know that I'm God's handiwork. I now have the power to manage those thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I agree. Uh, perfectionism, it can be self-destructing. But, you know, who can be perfect? We we know that that's, that's not an option. I think we said that a little bit earlier. I mean, being perfect is being without fault. It's being without blemish and that person does not live on earth anymore. So (laughs) we can, you know, just forego the whole thought that we'll ever be perfect. So I think the, the second thing that, that comes to my mind is, you know, sometimes as women, because we multitask so much, we get into that, uh, that control, which is a part of that bondage, right? Just feeling like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, well I can, you know, I can manage this, I can do this, I can do that. And, I think we have to recognize our limitations and I would encourage women to always strive for excellence and have high standards, but set boundaries and Mm -hmm. acknowledge that there's an inner person inside of you and and you have to listen to her. You have to recognize that you won't be excellent at everything. You know, Mm -hmm. again, it's impossible, but there's no harm in trying. And, And when it doesn't work out, and you feel unhappy, you have to trust yourself enough to say no to the action that's kind of pushing you back into that self-destructive manner. So, or, or or that idea of um, being addicted to pleasing others, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's another part that kind of pushes you into that, that realm of perfection. So I think here, self-awareness is important. And You know, just just in speaking about self-awareness, there's growth there. Right. So sometimes you may feel uncomfortable. And I don't want to say that being uncomfortable, that you should stop going after the things that make you you feel like you're polished, because I think sometimes discomfort is a part of growth. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage our sisters to say yes to happiness and say yes to a little bit of discomfort and then say no to deceitful lies that destroy your
0: your belief system. Mm. Yeah, that is great advice. It reminds me of a conversation I had with another guest who was a trailblazer. She broke through lots of glass ceilings and we were talking about breaking through glass ceilings. And she was talking about being excellent mm-hmm. at a few things you mm-hmm. know, that she had to pick and choose the things she was going to be excellent at that she couldn't take on too much at once, or she wouldn't be able to be excellent at those things. And that, that really stuck with me. And it, it seems pretty in line with, with what you're saying. And I also like how you said for us to kind of, it's kind of in line with managing your own image,
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of focusing on yourself and tuning into what it is that you need and what it is that you feel and not trying to control everything outside of yourself, but Absolutely. kind of managing yourself. Yeah. Right. Uh, and,
1: and, and to just add to that point, I think that, you know, the point that I wanted to really highlight is the managing your thoughts. Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we, the 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 conflict is in our mind. It's you know, and so we have to manage our thoughts. And you know, uh, going back to just just recognizing that we are made in the image of God, and that you know, we were created for His greatness. So, how do you get to great? without being strategic how do you get to great without being intentional so going back to what you were saying about the lady that you interviewed uh, a few weeks back you know that's what she's saying like you know put a plan in place be strategic be intentional decide what uh, values you're going to work towards um to make yourself feel fulfilled
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah and, you know, you are um, on my street and speaking my language when you're talking <laughs> about managing your thoughts, because as, as a life coach, I, I do believe that the conflict is almost always in our thoughts. And right. um, if we can manage those, then we can shift and decide how we want to show up. One of the other things about perfectionism is that sometimes perfect is not necessarily about striving for excellence but it's about trying to kind of avoid some things. And so Mm I'm going to go back to Brene Brown. Um, And so another one of her quotes is that the irony is that we attempt to disown our difficult stories to appear more whole or more acceptable, but our wholeness actually depends on the integration of all of our experiences. And the reason I love this quote so much is because I wholeheartedly believe that it's important to love those pieces of ourselves that are not pretty and are not polished in order to integrate them and we can be our whole and complete selves. So how does the work that you do with women to integrate all of their experience experiences and help them love themselves more fully?
1: Yeah. So I love this quote. It reminds me of another quote broken crayon steel color and I know there's a book out um, (laughs) about it I haven't had a chance to read it but the quote itself both of these quotes resonate with me they remind us that while our polish may become dull at times um, God Mm. you know he transforms our brokenness into high gloss so Mm. there's still purpose Right. And there's still greatness inside of us, even when those moments happen. And they will. Right. Because if you're you're older than an infant, you have had some type of challenge in your life. And as an as an etiquette coach, my job is to help individuals refine their shine and Mm. to reach their full potential. So again, you know, life doesn't come without challenges, but it's how you emerge after those events happen. So for women, let's say, you know, it's someone who has fallen down on their luck, maybe they lost their job due to COVID. And, you know, they need some sessions on how to reenter the workplace or mm-hmm. how to to enter into a new workplace. Again, I would you know schedule a an assessment uh, period with them where I'd sit down and kind of talk about. Where are you trying to go? Who are you trying um, to show up as in this new workplace? And so I then would create a plan um, to help them develop their workplace uh, etiquette skills and, you know, maybe communication skills and things of that sort. But, but overall, it's about how you re-emerge um, from those broken crayons, from those, those challenging moments in your life. And so my goal is to just kind of work with you to identify what those are and then help you, give you the tools and techniques to help
0: you move beyond that. Awesome. I love that. Refine your shine. Um, (laughs) That's a great phrase. So this is the perfect segue because you said to give tools. I do not remember ever really learning about business etiquette. I'm not a business professional. I'm a physician and and that definitely wasn't part of my training. (laughs) So maybe some people in business learned it but, please share with us some business etiquette pearls or things that will help us show up more polished and refine our shine okay
1: um, i I have five favorites, right? So I'll share my five favorite pearls. so the first one um, is uh, first impressions because first impressions are lasting, and you know research shows that in just 7 minutes your brain can form an impression about someone so that's you know you don't have a lot of time you 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 know you have to you know get in there and and make your your impression stick so you have to present yourself as a person the 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 person that you want to be received as mm-hmm. so the first time you meet someone you should be prepared to set the standard for the next interaction because your presentation qualifies you as a person that's neat as a person that's thoughtful about their appearance as someone that is confident based on your voice tones and how you introduce yourself your first impression is your brand and it tells the person that you're interacting with what to expect going forward right Mm. so if you're the ceo or if you you met the CEO of Marriott let's say and when you met this person they were untidy and they were unprofessional and mm-hmm. unprofessionally dressed you then would think like should i stay in this hotel is is are the rooms going to be clean you would start to question right. Their reputation based, just based off of what you saw in those first seven seconds. So I think Mm -hmm. that first impressions are very important. Um, The other one is to be likable, right? The old saying, you can catch more bees with honey than vinegar. It is so true. So I encourage you to be approachable. Keep a positive facial stance, um, make eye contact and always be willing to initiate a conversation to find ways to be relatable to to others. And here's my favorite let crazy be crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my mentor, Miss Elaine Swan, wrote a book, Let Crazy Be Crazy. And in reading the book, I found so much. Just pleasure in reading the book. It gave me so much information. But anyway, um, I love this book because it confirms that in some cases people will just will not like you for for no particular reason. They'll find fault and and they'll just create issues with you. And you know they may even do or say things that just don't pass the common sense test. But let crazy be crazy. (laughs) So every battle you know, does not require a response. In other words, that's, that's the gist of the book, but it's a very good book. And so then the next one would be plan for success. And I learned this later in my career, whether you're attending a meeting to receive approval for a project that you are working on, or if you're just trying to support your colleague, you should always be strategic in that, right? You should be intentional Mm -hmm. about your success. So what that means is, before you present your ideas, get the buy-in before you go into the boardroom, you know, maybe survey your colleagues before you go into the boardroom. And if it's the other way around, and your colleague needs your support, you're going to advocate for them while you're in the boardroom, and that may look like using nonverbal cues, like nodding your head or smiling and searching the room for others that approve the project. And you will Mm. be surprised at how that energy travels throughout the room. So again, just kind of be prepared, have a plan. So the fifth and final is, again, this is another one that I learned later in my career, is to you know, people a lot of say say, "Well, be modest, but in this instance, don't be modest. Talk about your achievements. You should celebrate your success. you should you should celebrate in a way that you encourage yourself, right? So at one point in my career, I would get so annoyed when people would um or when I would hear people, you know, talking about themselves and their accomplishments. And I would think, gosh, you know, why don't they stop, you know, know, talking about themselves? Mm -hmm. But what I learned was I had my focus was in the wrong place. Right. My focus should have been on what am I doing? What am I successful at? You know, and so it's not about being boastful, but it's certainly about being strategic and intentional about highlighting your strengths, because who can do that better than you?
0: Mm that that's great i love all five of those but the last one really hit because i think as women a lot of times we do get uncomfortable with highlighting our accomplishments because it, it feels like we're being conceited or arrogant but um in a professional setting you will notice that everyone else is doing it and i, I i'm glad that you reminded us that we need to do it too so Quickly, I just always like to kind of like reiterate what the five were. Can you just name all five? Of course. The first one was your first impression.
1: Make it lasting. And the second one was be likable. The third one was let crazy be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Plan for success was number four. And number five was
0: don't be modest. Wonderful. See, I mean, I feel like I just got an education right there, (laughs) education that I I, I never received. Uh, So thank you for that. As a new business owner and stepping out into a field that may be considered a little bit off the the beaten path, uh, what limiting beliefs did you have to overcome to acknowledge? Because it sounds like this has been your passion throughout your life, but to acknowledge that this was your passion and could become a business uh, and allowed you to step into the space of being an entrepreneur. So
1: Stephanie, I'll have to be honest. When I, you know I did the research and I and I um, figured out, okay, I'm moving forward. I I started to ask myself, and I would say that my limited beliefs were around, um, is this still relevant? Kind of one of the questions you asked me earlier. Um And I asked my mentor, I said, You know, who's interested in these services and through uh, conversations and through my research, I realized that etiquette is needed now more than ever, and we live in such a competitive and socially conscious world we We compete with so many things we compete with reality shows and social mm-hmm. media and text messaging, and now COVID, which is another, you know, socially conscious interaction that we have to manage. So right, um, right. choosing to serve others by helping them develop in ways that allows them to show up as their best selves, I think is is a great business to be in. and And that's kind of how I, I ended up here. In my reading, I realized that You know, Harvard, they receive 40,000 applications a year, but they only accept 2000 students. So I'm like, "Mm,
0: Mm.
1: why? And the the, the reason is applicants, they're unable to stand out. They're unable to set themselves apart from their peers. Mm. Um, And then research also shows that most people, um, they possess the skill to do the job but what sets uh, a great employee apart from a good employee is the, ap- the um, employee's ability to be unique and to stand out in a positive way. So, you know, what I've learned and the reason I'm so passionate about this, uh, this business is uh, the, gone are the days of simple resumes. Um, today and tomorrow's workforce, they will be forced uh, to market themselves even after the job offer, so i 'm mm-hmm. gainfully employed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean social and uh, business etiquettes are are the method that in, excuse me are the methods that individuals um, use as well as organizations will use to refine themselves and their staff so um, becoming an entrepreneur in this field is a blessing. And it was a uh, perfect match for my 20 years of experience as a training and development professional. And so it was a no brainer for me. I'm passionate about it. I have the experience. And, um, you know, now the certification. So it's,
0: it's exciting. That is exciting. And it, it certainly sounds like a great match for you. And as you were talking, I was thinking about a friend that I spoke to who, is similar to some of your clients who's trying to go from middle management to kind of that c-suite level and is thinking about making a change but hasn't been in the business um hasn't been looking in the job market for a while and is totally overwhelmed by these online resumes and Mm. how to how to you know stand out because if you think about it with with online resumes like thousands and thousands of people can easily click a button to upload something and how do you stand out to be the one who even gets the point of having the interview and then how do you present yourself in such a way that you catch the person's eye so I agree with you it is um, definitely something that's needed more now than ever right so the The other thing I wanted to ask you um, because I know that you are the mother of two beautiful girls and a lot of people, (laughs) um, a lot of people think that our young girls are choosing not to be polished, but choosing to be more provocative. Uh, What would you say to preteens and young adults about the benefits of being polished? And also what would you say to mothers who are raising daughters?
1: So this is my sweet spot. Like I said, I love working with women, but particularly young women, because there's so much hope um, there. And just getting them ready for this awesome world, um, it it just makes me so excited. So this is my sweet spot. So um, what I say is go for your dreams with everything you have. Right. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that you shouldn't do is be mediocre. And so my oldest daughter, she does not like that word. In fact, neither one of them like that word because I say to them all the time, why be mediocre when you can be great? (laughs) 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 And so, of course, that requires, you know, pressing towards being polished requires a little bit more effort. So, you know, they're just at that age where they'd rather not put forth that much effort. But anyway, there's something in the at- in the atmosphere that says to some young people that just do enough to get by. Well, mm-hmm. that's just not enough. You know, that that is so far from the truth. And and what I encourage them to do is to embrace the idea that how you show up in the world matters. It matters mm-hmm. and, and it matters because it's your brand. It's your footprint. So when we speak about brands and, and we think about the idea of being polished versus being provocative, I say polished girls, they rock because they're strategic and they're intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, polished girls rock because they're smart and they work hard and they have strong values and so they typically they stand out and polished girls they control their narrative by the way that they carry themselves so what i say to our girls is you know we don't want you to be perfect but we want you to strive to be your best version of yourself Mm. and what that looks like is having integrity it looks like being respectful of yourself and others and having consideration for adults and your peers. There's nothing worse and and maybe I'm old school and maybe I'm showing my age but it just drives me nuts to see a young person disrespect their elders. So that's a you know a huge one for me. I just encourage young people to to respect their elders. And so yeah. You know, some people, some people feel like that's, that's a lot of pressure. But I, I say, you know, to those mothers, raise the bar high for your girls, right? Raise the bar high for yourself, because in reaching up, you are stretching towards greatness. So just, just continue to encourage them to reach up towards high standards. And, you know, somewhere in between, they will reach their full potential. So that's my Mm -hmm. advice to both of those ladies.
0: And that's that's great advice. When you were talking about polished girls set the narrative by how they show up, uh, I think that one really resonates because I think that young girls do want to set the narrative for their lives and they right. want to show other people how they deserve to be treated. Absolutely. And so by letting them know that by showing up polished and the way you carry yourself, it tells other people the respect that you expect and it Uh tells other people how to treat you. Yeah. That's a great point. Wow. So this has been an amazing interview. I've gotten advice about how to show up tomorrow at work with more business etiquette. We have talked about young girls. Are there any parting words as you know, somebody who inspires and empowers, is there any words of encouragement that you would like to, to share?
1: Well, I hope that that the audience is able to walk away from this discussion knowing that they are polished by design, right? That's how we started. And that we're all destined for greatness. And, you know, I want to also encourage them to trust themselves and to say no to those self-sabotaging thoughts, right? You know, they come up and we just have to shut them down. I would also like to encourage the audience to have the audacity to be strategic and to be intentional about how they show up in this world. And just encourage them to, to own their confidence, to be confident people, and that their, their brand, the brand that they reveal through these encounters um, will, will um, go beyond that first impression. So mm-hmm. lastly, I just want to say you, we, everyone, we're all polished by design, design and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. And that's,
0: you know, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all polished by design. We were just, we were created that way. So how can we reach you if we want a consultation or if we want to stay abreast of what's going on in your business? What's the best way to, to contact you?
1: So the best way to contact me would be by visiting my website, yolandadavis.swanschoolofprotocol. There you will find a list of the courses that I offer as well as some great etiquette advice.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I cannot wait to check that out. I'm, I'm curious as to what what's on your menu, what the things are that you <laughs> offer. So I'm going to check that out. Yolanda, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with me today on SOAR. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of SOAR. If you'd like to reach me for coaching, you can reach me at www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. And if you want to follow SOAR, you can follow Sisters Overcoming and Rising on Instagram or Stephanie Brown Coaching on Facebook. Goodbye for now.